This is a health warning from Dr. Approved Medical, America's trusted resource for back braces. If you're 65 or older and suffering from back pain, you may qualify to receive an advanced pain-relieving back brace at little or no cost to you. Many people are now using our pain-relieving back brace as an alternative to surgery or harmful medications and experience pain relief that they haven't felt in years. Don't let your back pain turn into something worse. Remember, if you qualify for no money out of pocket, there's nothing to lose and only real pain relief to gain. Our friendly team of experts will handle all paperwork and we'll deliver it for free. 800-507-1148. Your pain relieving back brace may be covered by Medicare at little or no cost to you. Call our hotline now and get free shipping plus a complimentary easy to use pedometer. 800-507-1148. Little to no cost with full insurance payment copay and deductible supply promo subject to qualification while supplies last. Ladies and gentlemen, live from the West Coast, it's time for Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Hey, yo. For over 30 years and still, and still, your inside look into boxing and mixed martial arts. You know what? As long as she fights me 135 pounds, I don't care if she's injecting a horse demon into her eyeballs. Heard live around the world and brought to you by the World Boxing Organization. And now, and now, live from the Ring Talk Studios in San Francisco, here's the host of the longest-running fight show in history, Pedro Fernandez. Damas y caballeros, bienvenidos. Welcome to the Sports by Live Broadcast Network and Ring Talk Live Worldwide. And yes, that man was correcting that lofty introduction there. My name is Pedro Fernandez. Of course, 35 plus years now, the undisputed heavyweight champion of the radio airways. And today, folks, we're going to talk about the probably the most famous draft dodger in the history of, or the, the supposedly the alleged draft dodger in Muhammad Ali. He was alleged draft dodger. Remember that? I mean, they tried to send him to jail. They criminally charged him. All kinds of good stuff. The bottom line is, at the end of the day, Muhammad Ali, of course, became a legend. A legend in his, well, no doubt about it. Three-time world heavyweight champion. Wow, what can I say? You can't say enough about what he did as world heavyweight champion. And this show today, we'll spend an hour, almost an hour, detailing the ups, but basically the downs of Muhammad Ali. I'm going to take you through some of the bad times, some of the hard times. The Ali-Holmes fight, of course, a fight in 1980 that it should never have taken place. I mean, it was a, it, it was sad. I was there. I cried afterwards, folks. I never cried after a boxing match before or since then, but that one boxing match... It compelled me to cry when I went back to my room there in Las Vegas, Nevada. Straight up, we're talking Muhammad Ali on the Mighty Sports Byline Broadcast Network. I want you to sit back, tune in, have a good time. Of course, this is your inside look into the world of boxing and MMA. If you'd like to sneak in a phone call, we might be able to. 1-800-878-PLAY. That's 1-800-878-7529. Or the guilt-free, no commitment, ring talk text line. The studio text line once again, 415 415- Two seven five one six one three. Text line four one five two seven five one six one three. You're tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide, the Ali Special on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. One can have a dream, babe. Two can make a dream so real. One can talk about being in love. Two can say how it feels. Come true, yeah. Here comes the decision now. Let's listen. 
clarity in the world of professional boxing is spelled WBO. That's right, the World Boxing Organization is boxing's only transparent sanctioned body. You can follow the WBO on Facebook or check out their website, WBOboxing.com. That's WBOboxing.com. The World Boxing Organization. If you or someone you love suffers from drug addiction, now is the time to utilize your private health insurance PPO plan. If eligible, receive up to $30,000 or more in substance abuse benefits with low or no out-of-pocket cost. We are the National Treatment Network, the premier drug and alcohol treatment referral service operating 24-7. We help connect you with facilities nationwide that accepts PPO private health insurance for substance abuse. If you have PPO substance abuse coverage and you need immediate admittance to a medical detox or residential rehab treatment center, call us now. Call our live referral helpline today. The call is free. This program is not available to Medicare or Medicaid customers. Call 800-296-1252. 800-296-1252. That's 800-296-1252. Attention to anyone that's written a book or wants to write a book. The process is not that complicated. Take a first step. Even if you write a page a day, you'll build momentum and your book will become a reality. The hard part is getting it published. That's when you need to call Page Publishing. They've got hundreds and hundreds of thank yous from different new authors just like you. They make the process of publishing your new book and getting it sold online a simple process. You can learn how simple it is right now by calling for your free Page Publishing new author submission kit. One quick three-minute phone call. That's all it takes to get free information and learn how you can get your book published. Pick up your phone right now and call us 24 hours a day at this number. 800-603-0885. 800-603-0885. 800-603-0885. That's 800-603-0885. I love iHeartRadio. iHeartRadio. Love it. Everywhere, man. <laughs> Seriously. Everywhere, man. 20 million songs from 450,000 artists. iHeartRadio. We know Chicago, Fargo, Minnesota, Buffalo, Toronto, Winslow, Sarasota. I create my own radio stations. Millions of songs, thousands of stations, one free app. iHeartRadio is that easy. Download the app today or listen online at iHeartRadio.com. No. I will not go 10,000 miles from here to help murder and kill another poor people simply to continue the domination of white slave masters over the darker people of the earth. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. You're tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside looking at the world of boxing, MMA. Of course, this hour we're talking about the greatest, Muhammad Ali, born in 1942. Louisville, Kentucky, folks, of course, at the age of 18, won the Olympic gold medal. And from that point forward, of course, his greatness was, well, it was part of, part of it was his destiny. There's no doubt about it. And having traveled the world with him, of course, I told you, it's, like, it's sort of like traveling places with the Pope. I mean, nobody really was more recognizable in the 1990s than Muhammad Ali was when I traveled with him throughout Asia. Anyway, let's talk about Ali as a man. Of course, 
you know, he had the rough times. I mean, there was no doubt about it. When three and a half years, he couldn't make any money. They took away his basically his, his prime when it came to the world of professional boxing. I mean, that's when he was at his best, probably 1967 to 1970. Of course, he came back in 1970 after having his license taken away in 1967, fought Jerry Corey first, cut Jerry Corey up, stopped him in three rounds. That was in Atlanta, Georgia. And of course, came back and fought the the nasty Oscar Bonavena that went like 14 rounds before stopping Van Avena. And then of course, hook it up in the fight of the century, March 8th, 1971 with the great Joe Frazier. Yes. The great Joe Frazier, Joe Frazier had Ali rocking and rolling in the 11th round. Really, really hurt. Of course, dropped him in that infamous 15th round with that big left hook. Joe deserves all kinds of props. But now we go with an opponent to an opponent that a Muhammad Ali might've overlooked at the start. And some people think, well, Muhammad Ali, although he fought this man three times, maybe didn't win any of those three times. Let's take a look at Ken Norton, Unplugged. A man opens doors leading to a basketball stadium. Text, Ken Norton, World Heavyweight Champion, 1978. He enters leaning on a walking stick. After seeing Joe and Ali fight, at that time, I was never really what to call an Ali fan. I was a Frazier fan. Because I was sparring with Joe Frazier. Ollie was fighting Bob Foster in Lake Tahoe. I was on the undercard. We went to the bar area afterwards. There was a little episode where I was taking the women away from Ollie. And he said, I'm going to get you for that. I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you, sucker. Ali vs. Norton, 1973, San Diego, USA. Quote, imagine your jaw being broken and you have to go another 10 rounds, Muhammad Ali. Ali, who it seems to me has taken Kenny Norton more lightly in the pre-fight build-up here than any opponent I have known him to fight. Howard Gasson said that this was going to be one of the greatest mid-matches. Hard oh, time. No, he never did well against punches. But a guy like Muhammad Ali and Larry Holmes, the boxers, uh, gave him both awards. I got in the best shape of my life ever for that fight. I matched Ali and everything. I would watch his chest. Every time he started to jam, it would flex. He knew it was coming. I would catch it with the right hand, and as soon as the jab touched the glove, he'd fire back. Uppercut or jab. Each one that I tried worked. Not all the time, but 80% of the time. Either Kenny Norton is a much better fighter than anybody thought, or Muhammad Ali has gone back a lot more than one could have reasonably believed. Prior to the Ali fight, it was a very difficult time of my life. I was married, plus... I was a little spunky. And so I got busted once. And so she decided to leave. I said, you can do what you want, but you're not taking my son. At that time, he was about one or two years old. And so she left, and I kept my son. At that point in my boxing career, I was not making enough money. There were times and a gourmet meal for me and my son was a hot dog. So I called my father. I said, I want to come home. And he said, uh, son, if I have me now, I'll be helping you the rest of your life. 
Hey man, I, I can't help you. That, I didn't go home. And three or four, four or five later, I had a fight with Ali. The first Ali fight gave me a chance to give my son more food, better clothes. A fight with Ali gave me a chance at life, period. The final round, round 12. Angelo Dundee saying I broke his jaw in the second round. They're telling a story that will make their fighter look invincible. That Ali can take unsurmountable pain. I broke his jaw in the last round. He knew his, his jaw was hurting, but he didn't know it was broken. So he's going to keep it on going. And that's the man that comes out of it. Everybody know what in shape for Norton fight. They, I was at a nightclub with Howard Cosell out all night before the fight. The press even wrote about how I wasn't living clean. That's Muhammad Ali, Norton could beat him on any given night. I don't think he's ever beaten Kenny Norton, to be honest with you. Ladies and gentlemen, referee Frank Rustich, seven points, Norton, five points, Ali. In 1986, after I retired, I was on my own, going up onto the freeway, and my car somehow went over the ramp on a, about a 40-foot drop. And that's all I remember for five years. I grabbed my skull. I couldn't talk, couldn't walk, couldn't go to the bathroom. I was paralyzed for three years. But when I was in the hospital, when my car wrecked, I went to see me. And they said that I responded to be in the same way with this man called Muhammad. It was just, to me, an honor, a lifesaver, a career saver. And I can't thank him enough. Forgive me the chance. Of course, we're talking about Ken Norton there, the great Ken Norton. When I say great, he was fun to be around, folks. Spending New Year's Eve with him down in Miami, Florida. Of course, we were both kicking it in this lobby of this hotel, just having a great time right next to the Fountain Blue. I can't remember the name of the hotel we were in. It was in Eaton Rock, but the Fountain Blue was right next door. And, of course, that was the infamous hotel on the uh, Miami Beach. But straight up, Ken Norton. Always had a problem with Muhammad Ali. You heard the, 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 the sort of slight animosity for Ali in that piece right there. Of course, he said that Ali never gave him his props. George Foreman said that maybe Ali never beat him in three rides in the three fights that they had. But I can tell you this. I was with these guys in the year 2000. We're up in Sacramento, California. Larry Holmes, uh, everybody was there but Joe Frazier. Larry Holmes was there. Uh, Muhammad Ali was there. I mean, it was Ken Norton was there. It was it was great times, no doubt about it. To have these heavyweight champions all around me. I mean, these these guys, these four epic guys: Ali, Holmes, Norton, and Foreman. Man, what a what a foursome! What can I say? Anyway, and of course, I got to introduce them at this this little gala that we threw in Sacramento. Anyway, um, just before we went up on the stage, just before we went up on the stage, we're like in this green room. You know, we're about to open this door. We're I'm telling these guys, "You all ready?" I'm checking everybody's ties. Make sure their ties are straight. I, mean, I don't want nobody going out looking sloppy. The ties are straight. That's kind of good stuff. So we're all ready to go. George, I didn't think George was the only one that didn't have a tie, I think. So anyway, we look 
uh, he says to me, he says, you ready to go? And Ali grabs Norton. And Norton looks back at him. And Norton gives him this hard-ass look like he's a tough guy. Like, I'll beat you up or something like that. And he goes, hey, champ, champ, you know that last fight? He goes, I think you got the better of it. And Ken Norton started crying, folks. I mean, Ken Norton has held this, this animosity inside of himself for so many years. I mean, just the bitterness for Muhammad Ali. And it all came right there in tears. What can I say? Wow, that was an emotional moment, a special time in boxing and sports history. Sacramento, California, the year 2000. My Kenny Norton crying with Muhammad Ali. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide on the Mighty Sports Byline Broadcast Network. Attention business owners, now is the perfect time to start saving money on your cable TV bill for your business. We can give you packages with up to 90 great channels and save your business a ton of cash. And if you call right now, you can learn how to get free equipment and free installation. Now you have choices. It's time to start saving money on your cable TV bill for your business. And call today and get 90 channels plus free equipment and free installation. Smart business owners like you all across the country are consolidating and saving money on their cable TV, internet, and phone service for the business. So now's the perfect time. This may be a limited time offer to the first 100 people that call right now. So please save money and call now. 800-470-7113. 800-470-7113. 800-470-7113. That's 800-470-7113. Hi, Rick Tittle here. You may know me as the Sports Talk host that can talk about all sports. Football, basketball, baseball, hockey, soccer, golf, tennis, auto racing, boxing, Olympics, rollerball. But this time I'm here to talk about pain. If you have pain in your knee or your back like I do, then you should know about the Health Alert Hotline. If Medicare is your primary insurance, then you could qualify for a back or knee brace at little or no charge. I have an old injury from my football playing days. And anything that can help take that pain away and make it more manageable, that has my attention. I love the free delivery, and they take care of the paperwork for you. So if you have Medicare and need help for back, ankle, knee, or shoulder pain, please call the Health Alert Hotline at 800-428-1570. That's 800-428-1570. Agents are standing by 24-7, so go ahead and call now, 800-428-1570. Do you use the blue pill to charge your sex life? Have you been thinking about trying the blue pill? What if we can promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? If you're paying $20 a pill for the other pills, you're getting taken to the cleaners. Our pill delivers the exact same results for less than $3. We'll do the math for you. You'll save more than $16 a pill for the same results. Want more? We'll give you 40 blue pills or 40 yellow pills for $99 and add four more pills free. You save more than $500. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to know what to do next. You need to call and get your 44 pills for just $99. Stop overpaying for the other blue pills. Call us and start saving a ton of money for the exact same results. Ordering is fast and easy with your pills delivered to your door in a non-marked package. 800-223-0992. 
That's 800-223-0992. Now, more Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. Woo, it's going to be good. Let me set the stage for you, folks. It's October 1980. Muhammad Ali's weighing like 215 pounds, 217 and a half pounds. He looks sharp. He looks ready. He's light. But is he right? He's almost 39 years old. He's 38 years old. He's taken on the undefeated Larry Holmes in a fight that a lot of people thought he had little or no chance. Why is Ali fighting at 38? If this was a Broadway play, they would review it as a tragedy. Oh, that right hurt Ali. Oh, is taking a pound. This fight was an abomination. It was a crime. It is sad to see this. All of the people involved in this fight should have been arrested. Crime, been arrested, crime, been arrested. In 1980, Ali announces that he is coming back. Again, he wants to fight for the title, currently held by Larry Holmes. I shall return. I will regain it on the third. Is there any question as to why Ali fell apart? Not if you were around looking at him. Not if you saw him every day talking slower, walking slower, moving slower, punching less. You could see him falling apart. After the thrilling and Manila said to him, that, that's your last fight. You keep on fighting and you're going to go right into the grave. He said, no, I know. i got to stop. I'm going to stop. And he didn't. What is it that motivates a retired champion to come back? To be champion again. That's, the, that's what motivates you, to be champion. And once you've been there, it's something to be sitting in that thing, you know? And they, and then uh, <laughs> that's what motivates you to be champion again. And I think that's what yeah, Ali's thinking about. After every fight, I said, "That's another one." You're walking slower. You're mumbling now. And he could see it, and he knew it. It wasn't that nobody told him. The flunkies around have been dumb because they need the money. What do you think you do with Muhammad Ali? If you Muhammad Ali is no question about Muhammad Ali anymore. There are no more Muhammad Ali. There's only one, Larry Holmes. Muhammad Ali has seen the bright side, now he's on the dark side. Legends die hard. Oh, he's, he's ready to go. But he wouldn't go down because he's Ali. This must be stopped. It is a sad way to end. The more years go by, the less people feel indignant about it. The less people go, oh, well, it was a fight. The fight game is not dirty. I mean, I don't, oh, well. Oh, well, hell. Ali gets to his feet ever so slow for the 10th round. His left you can see when Ali fought Holmes, he, he, he was shot. He, he wasn't the same fighter in any way, shape, or form that he had been in the years previous. I was almost afraid to hit him in the body because I... I was in the camp with him many times. When he went to the bathroom, he, the boy was he's urinating blood. And I didn't want to do that to him. For all his life, all he heard was he was the shadow of Ali. Oh, well, they took a guy when he was down on his knees and pounded him the rest of the way. Champion of all champions, Ollie will fall. He won't go eight rounds, I predict it. Ollie will fall. The old man is in his 
trouble. Before the Nevada State Athletic Commission licensed Ali to fight, they asked him to go to the Mayo Clinic for a full report. That report said that when Ali tried to touch his finger to his nose, there was a slight degree of missing the target. He couldn't hop with the agility that the doctors expected he would. By 1980, Larry Holmes was the best heavyweight and possibly the best boxer in the world. But a cloud hovered over him. To the public, Muhammad Ali was the only heavyweight who truly mattered. And whatever Larry Holmes did, he would never be Ali. It was no longer enough for Holmes to be heavyweight champion. To silence his critics and gain the public recognition he craved, Holmes would have to conquer the greatest. He had trouble coordinating the muscles he used in speech. This is before he fought Larry Holmes. They discovered there was an abnormality in in Ali's brain. No, they didn't. They said the only thing that they could find with Ali, they said he he doesn't have recall. You know, he he doesn't, he's short-term deficit. He doesn't have the recall. Short-term memory. Short-term memory. Got to, give, got to give me my just dues on the fight. It's a Holmes-Ali fight. It's not an Ali-Holmes fight. It's Holmes-Ali. And Ali had his day. This is my day. I say Ali used to float like a butterfly. He used to sting like a bee. But when he fight Larry Holmes, he'll fall in round three. And the Nevada State Athletic Commission licensed him to fight on the basis of that report, which the commission never made public. There was a man who had lost 30 pounds, who looked sleek. Everybody was caught up in the fact that it was Ali, and if he looked this good, how could he lose? Yes. I'm a fallen three. You was crazy. You slapped me. That's just the beginning of what you're going to get. You ain't knocked nobody out in 67, uh, 76, and you say you're going to knock me out. I ain't never been out. 35 fights. Yeah, I'm going to knock you out. And you scared of me. You know you're meeting your master. I swear to God. You know you're meeting your master. I swear to God. I'm knocking you out. Knock me out. Two weeks before the fight, the doctor shows up. He's going to inject them. What does this do? This gives you a lot of strength. I say, Ali, we don't need this stuff. Dr. Charles Williams decided, just on the basis of observing that Ali was overweight, that he had a thyroid condition. And so he started prescribing Thyrolar. You are my spine partner. Remember that. You are my spine partner. And and listen, I'm superior. I'm the world's greatest. No, 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 no. What fighter in the history of the damn world has ever taken thyroid pills before a fight? That's like taking the wheels off of, a, of an Indianapolis Speedway racer and racing without tires. The muscle you use to fight is burned up by thyroid pills. Already his kidneys are shot. Now you're giving him stuff that make his kidneys work harder. I had a very difficult time at first when I signed the fight for Muhammad, to fight Muhammad Ali because he was a legend. And nobody wanted to see this guy get beat. And a lot of people in the boxing business and the media business knew that my chances was 90, 90% chances that I would win the fight. Ali treated the Thyrolar tablets like diet pills, and instead of taking one a day, he took three a day. I used to come in the room, and he had maybe 10, 15, or 25 pills he's taking. I said, what's all this? It's my vitamin, it's my vitamin. I see him pop every day, pop, you know. I'm feeling ready. I'm down to 218 pounds. I thought he was taking vitamins. For 
Muhammad first America. Uh, it was thyroid pills. I didn't know. Muhammad was in the best shape of his life. He couldn't be better. Uh, trained properly. Uh, he got to look like the young Muhammad Ali. The physique, the big shoulders. I couldn't understand it, you know. And afterward, naturally, I found out he was taking thyroid pills. Oh, he's he's ready to go. This must be stopped. In the ninth round, when Larry hit him with that right cross to the stomach, he yelled. And I said, oh, my God. Holmes looked back at the referee a couple of times, wanted him to stop it. He wouldn't. You want me to continue to beat this guy? You want me to kill him? Is that what you want? When Holmes had him in front of me, it was like it's like hitting a slow-moving heavy bag. A heavy bag that once had skills, but the run was over. I would hope they would stop this fight. Sad to witness this, isn't it? Angelo said to me, the reason I'm going to work with him is because I know when I can stop the fight if he's taking a beating. I said, no, you can't. You ain't got anything to do with it. Savage. I went to his room after the fight, and I said to him, man, you know, I love you. He said, well, if you love me, why you beat me up like that, dear? <laughs> you know? And then when I left, he said, I will be back. I will return. Larry, I'd like you to explain why you've been crying. You know, so I really respect a whole lot, really respect Ali a whole lot. It hurt you to punish him that way, didn't it? I feel that he fought the one of the baddest heavyweight in the world today, and you cannot take credit from him. At the time I saw him with, with Holmes, I felt more sense of relief than anything else. That it's finally over, and that uh, people still remember him as a great champion because there's too many great fights to remember. And the last one they had was kind of a was kind of a sad ending, but they all knew that at one time. He was the greatest. All the other fights pushed him to the edge. This one buried him. This one buried him. And he's never been the same, and he's not going to be the same. It shouldn't have been. He should have had a nice, normal life to, to 80, 90, 100, whatever he could have, how he could have lived forever. He was so strong. But we didn't get to see that. The fight doctor, Ferdy Bichigo, of course, Muhammad Ali's physician from 1960, I believe, until 1978. Bottom line is George Chavala, the former Canadian contender, was part of that broadcast. Of course, Larry Holmes, Sugar Ray Robinson, Howard Cosell. That Dr. Williams, what a quack he was giving Ali those Thyrolar pills. Of course, they took weight off Ali, but they left him with no energy. And as I said, Angelo, Angelo Dundee was in that corner, and historian Thomas Hauser played on that one as well. But the bottom line was Ali went to a friend of his, and I won't divulge his name, but he said to me that Ali said not to bet on me. Don't bet on me. This is not the time. So Muhammad Ali knew that this was not going to be his fight. He knew this a day, two days before. In fact, when he looked out into the arena and saw this arena they were building out in the parking lot at Caesars Palace outdoors, he looked out his hotel room from the suite from the suite in Caesars Palace, and he said, look at the building. They're building the building, you know, and I can't let all these people down because Harold Smith had went to him and said, you know what, champ? You can't fight. You need to call this one a day. You need to pull this one in. You can't fight here. And Ali said, I can't let all the people that bought tickets down. I can't let them down. I must appear. And he did and got thumped. Wow. Muhammad Ali, October 3rd, 1980, when he cried in front of him and he signed my autograph, I cried in front of him. And he told me, don't cry, son. I'll be okay. Yeah, he never was okay. Up next, Ali, an inspiration talk on the mighty Sports Byline Broadcast Network. I don't Is he 
and what is heating you? Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first-class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. Hey, it's Ron Barr. The new year is here, so what's your New Year's resolution? If you're planning to be healthier, it all starts with a good night's rest. Right now, my pillow's Christmas special has been extended When you go to MyPillow.com, you'll find the lowest price MyPillow has ever offered for their four-pack. It includes free shipping. That's right. You heard me right. Free shipping. You also will get their 60-day money-back guarantee that's been extended through March 1st. First, best price ever. Free shipping. Extended money-back guarantee. And a good night's sleep. What else do you need? So go to MyPillow.com, click on the Christmas special, and use promo code BAR. That's B-A-R-R. You'll get two premium MyPillows and two go-anywhere pillows. Again, go to MyPillow.com, click on the Christmas special, and enter my promo code BAR. I have a MyPillow, and I love it. No neck or backache, just a nice, fitful sleep. So check it out, MyPillow.com, promo code BAR. Now you can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. Here comes the decision now. Let's listen. Clarity in the world of professional boxing is spelled WBO. That's right. The World Boxing Organization is boxing's only transparent, sanctioned body. You can follow the WBO on Facebook or check out their website, WBOboxing.com. That's WBOboxing.com. The World Boxing Organization. Now, more Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. He is the greatest fighter of all time next to me. And like my mother said, it's never bragging when you're telling the truth. We're talking about, of course, the greatest one, folks. Muhammad Ali, of course, born in 1942, died in 2016, age of 74, in Arizona, buried in Louisville, Kentucky, where he was born. Of course, he died with his wife, Lonnie Ali, in his arms. And Lonnie was a class act. I spent some time with her in China and two trips to two trips through China, as well as a domestic trip here in the United States. Bottom line is, there was nobody quite as special as Muhammad Ali. And of course, I've talked thus far. I told you it was going to be the good, the bad, the ugly and the great of Muhammad Ali. Well, we've talked about some of the 
the bad and the ugly thus far. I mean, it's the bad times, of course, the, the Norton fight getting your jaw broke. Of course, that was really his first major setback after the Frazier fight. Of course, the Frazier fight losing a 15-round decision in 1971 in a fight that most people thought, a lot of people thought Muhammad Ali won enough rounds to win that fight. Of course, Joe Frazier winning big, explosively in the 11th and the 15th round. The 15th round with that famous knockdown. But the bottom line is, at the end of the day, uh, Joe Frazier got the decision. Nobody complained. Nobody moaned. And then he was the undisputed world heavyweight champion on the day uh, when the sun came up, March 9th, 1971. Now, <clears throat> Muhammad, of course, had different issues over the years, but he was one of the greatest orator of the 20th century, I thought, when, especially when he came to African-American men. I mean, and athletes, for sure, without a doubt about it. Because, you know, outside of Martin Luther King, who was a bit of a preacher, who was a preacher, Ali, Ali told it like it was, unlike anybody else. Anyway, bottom line is, let's hear some inspirational side of Muhammad Ali. I'd like to know what you're going to do when you retire from boxing. <laughs> I think uh, I think he's probably taking the last count at the moment. I'll, I'll do my best to wake him you up. You sleep. For you. That's all I'm gonna do. That's all he wants to do when he retires. Well, when I retire from boxing, I really don't know. I want to say something right here. You all might. This might make you all think. Life is not really long. Let's say the average person, 30 years old. If you're 30 years old, you are not but about seven years old. How can I prove it? Add up all the seven, eight, nine hours you slept for 30 years. Out of 30 years, out of all the nights, last night when you went to bed and woke up this morning, you don't remember a thing. You've been unconscious for about eight years. If you're 30 years old, you slept about eight years. Okay. How much traveling have you done in 30 years? From the television station to home, to another country, to another city, to school, to church, You've probably traveled two years your life or spent just getting back and forth to where you're going. So there's eight years of sleeping, two years of traveling, there's 30 years out of your life before you accomplish anything. How long do you sit in school? In America, we stay in school from the 12th grade to, from the first grade to 12th grade. Same here? Yeah, virtually. Six hours a day? Yeah. Six hours a day for 12 years, break it down, you sit in a classroom for three years without leaving. Okay, two years of traveling, eight years of sleeping, three years of school. How many movies have you went to? How many wrestling matches? How much entertainment? How many movie theaters, live plays, baseball games? Probably two years of entertainment. So by the time a man, you older people know him, bear with us, I'm saying, by the time you have children, by the time you have uh, made a way for your children, by the time you've paid for your home, you're pushing 60 years old. So life is real short. So you add up all your traveling, add up all your sleeping, add up all your school, add up all your entertainment, you've probably been half your life doing nothing. So what am I, I'm 35 years old, 30 more years I'll be 65. We don't have no more influence. We can't do nothing much at 65, your wife will tell you that. So what I'm saying, when you're 65, when you're 65, ain't too much more to do. So. Did you know I'll be 65 in 30 more years? In those 30 years, I have to sleep nine years. I don't have 30 years of daylight. I have to travel back to America, take six, seven miles. All my traveling, probably four years of traveling in the next 30 years, about nine years of sleeping, television, movies, entertainment, about three years of entertainment. Out of 30 years, I might have about 
16 years to be productive. So it's how we can all break individual lives down. What am I going to do in the next 16 years? What's the best thing I can do? Get ready to meet God. Owning real estate, going in business, teaching boxers, that won't get me to heaven. How many here believe there's a supreme being, believe there's a God? How many believe there's some power that made the sun, the moon, the stars? How many believe that this stuff didn't just come out here, somebody wiser than us made it? How many believe there's a God? How many believe there's not a God? All right. Believe there's not a God. All right. If I told you, you who don't believe in God, if I told you that this glass sprang into existence, this glass made itself, no man made this glass, would you believe it? Would you believe I just told you this thing made itself? No. 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 When I tell you, you wouldn't believe it, right? No, uh, that, that some, somebody's doubting it, yeah, so I'm, no, I'm giving I'm you the answer. That that's she what wouldn't believe it. If I turn on this television station, popped into existence. It just, no man made it. You said Muhammad Ali's crazy. All right. Well, if this glass can't make itself, if I told you those clothes you have on wove themselves, nobody created them, those clothes made themselves, you wouldn't believe it. But if your, if your clothes didn't make itself, if that glass couldn't make itself, if this building didn't make itself, then how did the moon get out there? How did the stars and Jupiter and Neptune and Mars and the sun, how did nature, how, how did all this come here if didn't know why is something planning to make it? So what I'm saying is I believe that we're going to be judged. Should a man like Hitler kill all the Jews and get away with it? Somebody should punish him. Maybe he get it. Don't get it now. He get it when he die. In hell for eternity. So what I'm going to do when I get out of boxing is to get myself ready to meet God because my plane might blow up. Don't planes blow up in this country sometime and crash? Don't people die every day? Uh, not okay. every day. It's a scary thing to think that I'm going to hell to burn eternally forever. So what am I going to do? I'm taking such a, I'm explaining what you asked me a question. You asked me questions I can't just answer like that. When I get out of boxing or when I'm through, I'm going to do all I can to help people. That's why I'm here with Johnny Walker. Here's a poor man came all the way to America. There's a bunch of boys need some money, and somebody is calling me to help them. God is watching me. God is God. Don't praise me because I beat Joe Frazier. God don't give nothing about Joe Frazier. God don't care nothing about England or America as far as your wealth is all his. He wants to know how do we treat each other, how do we help each other. So. I'm going to dedicate my life to using my name and popularity, helping charities, helping people, uniting people, bring, people bumming each other because of religious beliefs. We need somebody in the world to help make peace. So when I die, if there's a heaven, I want to see it. Because we live how long? 80 years? The odds are everybody in this room, some of you going to be dead 20 years from now, some of you going to be dead 50 years from now, some are going to be dead 30, some are going to be dead 60, 70 years now. We are going to die soon. And if you live to be, say, 125 years old, which we don't do, right? Let's say we live to be 250, and you can have sex for 145 of those years. You're going to come to the end after that. So we don't have it about 80 years on Earth. This is a test to see where will we spend our life in heaven and hell. This is not the life now. Your real self is inside you. Your body gets old. Some of you go to look at the fridge, look old. you don't have no teeth. Your hair is leaving you. Your bodies get tired. But your soul and your spirit never die. 
that's going to live forever. So your body is just housing your soul and spirit. So God is testing us on how we treat each other, how we live, to see where our real home be in heaven. So this physical stuff don't last for so long. So my car, this building is going to be here when the man who built it dead. There have been many kings and queens of England. They're all dead. After this one is gone, another one will come. So we don't stay here. We're just trustees. We don't own nothing. Even your children are not yours, if you think I'm lying. Your wife is not yours. You die and come back a year later and go slip in your bedroom and see if your wife is by herself. See, you don't own your wife. You don't own your, I divorced my wife. You may have read about it. And my four children, they call another man daddy now. They don't see me no more. You don't own your children. You don't own your family. So what am I saying? The most important thing about life is what's going to happen when you die. Are you going to go to heaven or hell? And that's eternity. How long is eternity? Let's imagine. Take the Sahara Desert. There's a lot of sand on the Sahara Desert, right? Then take, imagine that one grain of sand represents a thousand years. And when you're in hell burning, when you die and go to hell, you're going to burn forever and ever and ever. No end. How long is that? Give you an idea how long eternity is. Take the Sahara Desert, and I told you to wait a thousand years. And every thousand years, I want you to pick up a grain of sand until the desert is empty. Okay, wait a thousand years, pick up the first grain. Wait another thousand years before you get the next grain. Keep that up until there's no more sand in the desert. Whew. You know how long it's just a... I mean, America's now but 200 years old. We got 800 more years to go before 1,000. So it just scares me to think that I'm going to die one day and go to hell. I'm on an airplane that might blow up. I'm always traveling. And to go to hell and God is going to judge my soul. The police, I might kill people. I might rob people. The authorities might not catch me. The FBI, Scotland Yard might not catch me. But when I die, somebody's watching me and keeping count. And I can't get away. And I'm going to burn forever and ever and ever. I'll go to heaven. So what am I going to do when I'm through fighting? I only have 16 years to be productive. Get myself ready to meet God and go to the best place. Don't that make sense? Thank you. Without a doubt, folks, it doesn't get any greater, of course, than the speaking of Muhammad Ali before Parkinson's syndrome took over. That was when he was 35 years old, relatively about 1974. Uh, Ali, of course, one of the greatest athletes of all time. But beyond that, and I talked to him about this. I got in, went into his head. I said, you know, the Muslim thing. Well, you know, what's up with the Muslim thing? In other words, you know, you give them half of your money. And I wondered about that. And he said to him, he says, man, I, w I wouldn't be much if I wasn't a Muslim. I mean, think about that. Cassius Clay. Do you think Cassius Clay carries as much clout as the name Muhammad Ali does? I thought about it. Said, no, not at all. So they see, that's the point. Plus, the Muslims have been good to me ever since I went to that first Muslim uh, mosque in 1964, 1963, I believe. In Miami, Florida, I knew that my life was going to change from that point forward. Anyway, of course, the greatest Muhammad Ali retired in 1981, December 11th, 1981, after losing a 10-round decision to they call I think they called it they call that one the drama, <clears throat> the drama in the Bahamas it was a Nassau, the Bahamas. Of course, Trevor Burbick was the final opponent. Him coming, uh, losing his winning the WBC title later in life, of course, and losing it in 1986 to. Mike Tyson, man, the second round knockout, of course, the L.A. Las Vegas Hilton in Las Vegas. But Trevor Burbick was his last opponent. That Holmes fight took place October 2nd, 1980. <clears throat> Did a lot of crying that night. As I said at the press conference the next day, 
There I was. The press conference was over. And I run up to the dice where Muhammad Ali's at. And he's wearing this black shirt. He's got these black sea sunglasses on. So I can't see what his eyes look like. Okay. His face doesn't look too puffy or swollen or anything like that. So, you know, but I got up there and I, I started getting, I got up, my eyes got wetter. I mean, here was, you know, he'd been slain the night before. I mean, I don't care what you want to, however you want to put it. I mean, this just wasn't an ass whooping. I mean, Larry Holmes, although he was holding back with a lot of his punches, I think, Larry Holmes was in a no-win situation. He was fighting a man that couldn't fight him back, but yet he had to knock the man down or hurt the man badly in order to win the fight. He was in a no-win situation. That was, that was the Eastern assassin, Larry Holmes. 33-0 when he took on Muhammad Ali in 1980. Of course, Ali, the fight being stopped at the end of the 10th round by Angelo Dundee. Man, Richard Green was a referee that night. A lot of people have passed and were in that ring that night, but it was a historic event for Muhammad Ali. A sad event, though, October 2nd, 1980. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Where do you want to go on a vacation or honeymoon? The Caribbean, Europe, Hawaii, Mexico? How about Disney or a cruise? At Superior Cruise and Travel, we've got you covered. We'll assign you your own travel concierge. They'll help you design a custom vacation plan that you can't find online. And the service is completely free. You can't compare the value of this to any other online travel company. We can help you plan a custom vacation anywhere in the world. We even offer payment plans with no credit card required. Now you pay off your vacation on your time schedule. Call now and mention the promo code RADIO and save up to $500. Book your custom trip. Call Superior Cruise and Travel now and talk to one of the highest rated travel agencies in the country with a 5-star A-plus online rating. 800-570-9631. 800-570-9631. That's 800-570-9631. It has been said that everyone has a book in them. But do you have the time or the ability to write your book? Maybe you picked up some skills or had a life experience that you want to pass on in the form of a book to help others. Maybe you want to leave an autobiography for your family. Or maybe you've built a successful business and you want to share your story. At Dorrance Publishing Company, we have professional writers who can help turn your book idea into a finished manuscript quickly and affordably. A Dorrance ghostwriter can provide as much or as little help as you need to complete your book. You'll work directly with your ghostwriter to finish your book faster than you ever could on your own. It's easy to become a published author. Call Dorrance now to learn more. 800-485-6003-800-485-6003-800-485-6003. Call right now. That number is 800-485-6003. Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car. But today, withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Pat Boone here for Swiss America. According to The Secret War, a new Swiss America white paper, I learned that all banks are now required to spy on you and me for the government and then report any financial behavior deemed suspicious or unusual. You must read The Secret War. It's free. Truth is, I believe the government's new war against cash is really a war against us all. But The Secret is now out. So please, 
Get and read The Secret War. Pick up your phone and call right now. 800 932 5517. 800 932 5517. But football is proven to have more deaths. Baseball, ice hockey, horse racing is a uh, car racing is much more dangerous. But I would uh, advise nobody to box if they get hit too much and it's too dangerous. Now more ring talk with Pedro Fernandez. Muhammad Ali's great grandfather was Irish. I kid you not. Of course, that is uh, part of the Ali legacy. He talked about that, changing it from his slave name. Of course, we're talking about Cassius Slave to Muhammad Ali in 1964. One of the greatest fighters of the 20th century, no doubt about it. Remains the only three-time lineal world heavyweight champion. His records of beating 21 boxers for the world heavyweight title that was shared with Joe Lewis as well as as winning 14 unified title bouts shared with a former welterweight champion, Jose Napoles were unbeaten for 35 years. Those records went unbeaten for 35 years. Ali is the only boxer to be named Ring Magazine Fire of the Year six times. He's been ranked the greatest heavyweight boxer of all time. He was also ranked as the greatest athlete of the 20th century by Sports Illustrated, the sports personality of the century by the BBC, the third greatest athlete in the 20th century by ESPN Sports Center, nicknamed the greatest. <clears throat> what can I fo- say, folks? He was involved in notable fights, courses, the Liston fights, the fight of the century with Joe Frazier, the super fight to the thrill in Manila, the rumble in the jungle with George Foreman. What can I say? At the end of the day, there never, ever will be a man like Muhammad Ali. Be it inside the ring or outside of the ring, few men, nobody can fill those shoes, folks. I know because I've stood next to the man and I've tied those shoes. At the end of the day, he truly was the greatest. I thank you so much for tuning in to the Muhammad Ali Special, produced by Scott Cuddy, live on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. Don't forget, Ring Talk Live Worldwide here Saturday and Sundays on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and the SiriusXM Satellite Network. That's right, Channel 211, the Dan Patrick Channel. This is Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Cause I love- 